All right, we're rolling in three, two, one. Movie time. Movie time. time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to Movie Time Extra. It's the show where we talk about movies with a little something extra. I'm your producer and co-host, an alien baby boy. My name is Dashiell Marco. And I'm your amateur researcher, thematic analyst, library technician in exile, and exhausted host foster parent flipping that alien baby boy off. <laughs> My name is Tyler Duncan. Yeah, they're actually flipping me off right now. Hey, <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> Today we are watching 2019's Vivarium, or Vivarium. We don't quite know. We don't know. We don't care. Directed by Lorcan Finnegan. I'm sorry. Yeah, directed by Lorcan Finnegan and written by Garrett Shanley. If you enjoy our show, rate us, review us, subscribe to us, send us an email at movietimeextra at gmail.com. Do it, do it, do it. Our banging theme song is by the amazing DJ Cutman. Check Cutman out on Bandcamp for solid bangers and bops. We love you, Cutman. Get snipped. Mm-hmm. As always, there will be spoilers in this show. And if you don't want to hear them, go get lost in the suburbs. Oh, shit. He told you. Well, this is a movie. This is a weird, a really weird movie. Yeah. Why did we even watch this? It was so weird. <laughs> it was your idea. <laughs> it's almost like that's the point of our podcast. Yeah, Tyler had seen this one already, but being the good friend that they are, rewatched it with yours truly. Thoroughly enjoyed the second watching too. Yeah, I enjoyed the first watching. I really liked it at first. I want to talk about what's the actor's name? The the the, the guy, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. I can't tell if he's a good actor or not. I can't either. <laughs> I also can't tell the difference between him and Michael Sarah most days. Yeah, I thought it was Michael Sarah for like half of the movie. <laughs> And then I was like, wait, is this the guy from The Art of Self-Defense that we watched? And I was like, a yes, couple yes, it months was. Ago? Yes. Which wasn't a great movie, but it was entertaining. Yeah. I I kind of figured that, that can be one of the movies that we do for like our like not so much <laughs> <laughs> like episode that we end up probably doing here in a little while because we will watch some movies that just aren't. We either, we either watch movies together or not for the podcast because we just love watching movies together or we'll watch something for the podcast and we're like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> we can't yeah. make a whole episode about that. I feel like that was the day that we watched uh, that other movie that we've been ragging on um, with the with the fucking plants and shit. Yeah. What was that movie called again? I don't even remember. Fuck. Annihilation. Annihilation. Yes. Thank Annihilation. you. Okay. It came to me. Yeah, we watched that and we were like, that sucked. And then we watched <laughs> The Art of Self-Defense and we're like, that didn't that didn't suck, it, but it <laughs> wasn't great. Yeah, Alex Garland, great writer, writes great books, needs help with dialogue. 
Somebody punch his dialogue up. Please, please, please. Next time. And yeah, I I think I've only seen those two movies with Jesse Eisenberg, but like he's got this like perpetual like pained look on his face. I think face. that's just how his face do though. <laughs> is, is it? I can't be mad at him for just how his face goes. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's like kind of perfect for this movie, but it's like I just can't tell if he's a good actor or not. Like it's, it's like a really weird thing cuz usually, you know, you can watch them acting and be like, okay, that was good. But his is like somewhere in the middle for me. Yeah. I don't have an opinion on him. I I can't help it. I just don't. It's the same with Michael Sarah. <laughs> I think Michael Sarah's a pretty good actor though. Yeah. I can see it. Um, okay, so if you haven't seen this movie Vivarium, it's about this couple that uh is looking for a house and they go to I guess like a real a realtor some of some sort who drives them into this endless uh, suburban landscape, I guess. It's a subdivision. It's a subdivision yes. of, of something. It's a subdivision, and it really is. It's, it's you know, and they're all made out of ticky-tacky, and they all look the same. It's <laughs> very creepy, 50s nostalgia-esque. Yeah. There's a bit I want to talk about just in the setup there, but long story short, they realize that they're trapped in this subdivision and then a baby shows up in a box and it says, raise this baby and be released on the box. Um, this baby turns out to be like a hybrid alien type thing and uh, weird, weird shit happens and yeah, they don't have fun. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah, this baby's real creepy. I yeah. So it turns out that they were like abducted by aliens or something. I guess they're like, we'll, and we'll get there. Um, I didn't take any notes on. I mean, I took notes while we were watching it, but I didn't even fucking bring them down here. But I feel like there's like a lot to talk about here, and I remember the movie very well. I feel like because it was enjoyable. Um, so like w what I was kind of wondering, like, especially during the setup is like, do people live in houses like that? Like, is that this weird, surreal, like subdivision type thing? Is that like a normal thing in this world? Because like everything seems pretty normal up until that point, but we don't really get any world building at all. Um, the lady whose name I can't remember, she worked, she's like a, a preschool teacher or something. And they're just like out of school. And then they go right into this fucking weird ass dude's office, just like right off the bat. So there's not a lot of like sense of like what is normal in this world, which I I think does it good, but I would have liked to have known if if they just live in, you know, just the normal fucking place in the UK, I guess, probably or I maybe. thought they were in America. Or I yeah, I, like you know we don't even know. Yeah. Um, I mean, subdivisions are a thing. They're normal. My my dad and stepmom, when they bought a house, they bought a house in Amelia, Ohio, in a subdivision that was brand new. Uh, and I I grew up part time there, and a lot of the houses, it was like you had like three or four different like house housing types that you could choose to like 
be built. So there were like, it, there was some diversity in the houses, but for the most part, they were, it was all the same three or four houses, just like in this the little like place that was being built to be a community. But like, there's no shops, there's no, like everything is like out on the main road and then everybody lives in the subdivision. It's a super creepy, like not very um, intuitive way to build a community. Let's put yeah. it that way. You typically have a high street or like a main street or something like that and you don't get that in a subdivision and they, everything looks the same and ugh. Yeah, yeah, and I've been to some for sure. I mean, like, the one in this movie is definitely not normal because it, it was just, like, green, I- identical green houses as far as the eye can see. And I guess, like, when they got drove in there, they got abducted by aliens or something or put into... So it it doesn't really explain why they can't leave this place, it's... but they keep walking. Like, they walk and walk, and then they end up back at... Uh, house number nine it seems like it's a pocket universe yeah or something yeah. like that like a pocket dimension that they're stuck in i uh i liked that at the end of the movie because at some point in the movie i was like well, why don't they try splitting up and then yeah i just thought that and i was like that's probably a really bad idea because they're probably going to get like lost from each other if they do that and then they, they like accidentally do that like later in the movie and they actually do get like lost from each other, which was like kind of random because then they just like for, like found each other again like pretty easily. But like I was a little worried there for a minute. Um, Yeah. Like so what 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 is the fucking point of this movie? What is this movie about? Good question. <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> But I have some cool stuff about birds. <laughs> I like birds. You know how we like birds we on this love, show. Yeah, we love birds. Yeah. yeah. Movie time extra. It's not as cool as trained seagulls. I'm going to put that out there. I do not want to get your hopes up. It is not as cool as that. Yeah, there weren't any trained seagulls in this movie. But are you familiar at all with the concept of brood parasites? Uh, no. Tell me about them. So... um. The common cuckoo is kind of the asshole of the avian world. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's 59 species of cuckoo who exclusively lay their eggs in other species' nests. Oh, yeah, because there was that little bird scene at the very beginning of this movie. That's it, right. It kind of opens with that, like, um, allusion to what is, go- what is going to happen oh, in the yeah. movie. Um, so cuckoo eggs are thicker with two layers of tough shell, which is most likely so that their host parents can't damage the egg when they figure out it's not actually their egg. Should the, should the other species of bird figure that out? A lot of species of birds aren't, aren't able to. Um, that's crazy. And then cuckoos tend to hatch earlier than their host siblings and they grow faster than this than most of the species that they get put with and then they uh as we see in the beginning of the film when a cuckoo hatches it uh quote unquote evicts the other eggs and even other hatchlings from the nest and then monopolizes the resources of the host parent 
That's fucking crazy that it like knows to do that. It naturally, like it's an instinct <laughs> that like they hatch and then if there's other eggs in there or other little babies that they're bigger than, they're like, well, I'm going to eat you on out of this <laughs> nest. Bye-bye. And then, you know, they kill the other the other little baby birds and then they're 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 you know big baby imposter (laughs) uh this i have an anecdote it has nothing to do with this movie whatsoever but do it um did you know that if you have like a like a chicken egg like a regular old egg for eating um if it's if the yolk is intact inside you can shake up an egg like you can just put it you can just shake it with your hand like as hard as you fucking can and the and the yolk inside will like never break yeah you can't scramble an egg (laughs) until you've broken it like isn't that weird they're like vacuum sealed in there yeah yeah you know because i i've tested this (laughs) (laughs) dashel in the kitchen he works at i'm gonna make scrambled eggs faster (laughs) shake these up now You think that the yolk would break in there, but it it just doesn't. Nah, nah. All right, that's all I got. So my hypothesis for this movie leads me to more questions, uh, which you know is, I guess, good for the scientific method, but not so good for our fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the species running vivarium uses yonder, which is what the subdivision is named. Uh, as a makeshift nest for their young to benefit from the parental labor of humanity. Unlike the cuckoo, though, they are assimilating their young to human society, customs, speech patterns, all of that stuff. They're using the human labor to train their babies to function in human society. Whereas cuckoos, they just they just fuck off one day. Like as soon as they learn to fly, they're like, "Bye, I'm I'm a cuckoo now." <laughs> Go fuck so, somebody else over. Yeah, sorry about your eggs. I'm probably going to do this later. Uh, and it's unclear if they're using vivarium to breed more martins. Or Martin was the the fuck fucking creepy ass realtor the guy. The realtor guy, uh, who their baby takes over for in the end. Uh, or if they have other young that are simply raised by human hosts, and then they're sent to like their home world i think it's kind of implied that there are multiple different couples it's very implied situation yeah i liked that scene where what what happened she tries to hit the the hybrid alien with like a pickaxe and uh (laughs) and he he just like picks up the the curb of the sidewalk and she follows him in like it's a rug yeah yeah (laughs) And then and then shit gets like all melty and weird, which I thought was cool because it kind of implies that they're in, well, definitely implies that they're in some sort of extra dimensional space that only the alien has control over. And there's like other families in there, and but she's like kind of like melting for some reason, and it's kind of implied that the other people can like see her, but like, I don't know. That scene was weird. It was good. I liked that scene. Yeah, that was. One of the trippier parts of this very trippy movie. Uh, and yeah, it is pretty cool. So you know, like we know from that, that there's other other people raising the babies, but we don't know if they're just raising them to go to other like realtors offices where these like other yonder-like subdivisions are being advertised or if the maybe, because I'm like, okay, well, if they're only breeding other Martins, what's the point of this whole fucking exercise? Yeah. You know? 
Like there's some kind of, you know, takeover probably being planned, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, it's kind of implied. I mean. Explain it, Dashiell. I don't know, dude. I would. (laughs) (laughs) I'd kind of like to know more about the director. I wish I had kind of read any of his comments or their comments on this. Um because it's like what the fuck was this dude smoking <laughs> like <laughs> i want to know but i love like alien things um i like the aliens living among us trope they actually dug into that a little bit too on the most re- i know i just talked about the second and most recent episode of astonishing legends the last time we recorded but uh, the part 2 of that episode strange intruders with david weatherly i believe they talk about like um stories of aliens or some sort of creatures or cryptids kind of like living with among humankind um which is a fucking terrifying thought um but it's a cool trope to kind of see in movies where it's done i'd say it was done okay in this one um i would have liked just like a little more world building at the very beginning but i guess it's fine that it wasn't there they also don't show like the very early childhood development of um let's call him baby martin they call him the boy in the movie i'm gonna call him baby martin (laughs) uh they don't really show that they they show like 90 days after they get baby Martin yeah, where well, he's like at like a five or six or seven year old child's like developmental stage. Well, let's like talk about how freaky this kid is because. Oh it, yeah. He's like got oh. like a weird combination of their two voices, which is creepy in itself. Um, He usually wakes up the couple by just staring at them. Is always trying to watch them is kind of the theme. Like he's always trying to watch one of them, unless he's watching his like hypnotoad TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said that we were watching it, and I died laughing. <laughs> everybody loves hypnotoad. Oh, yeah, I loves hypnotoad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what it is. That's what he's watching. Um, I thought that was good. He just screams when he wants cereal food is upset it's like yeah yeah he screams them awake a couple of times uh or like if they're not getting his cereal fast enough (laughs) he just starts uh, screaming and uh he's a little demon and (laughs) i hate him um yeah that's another one of those right yeah he's got the creepy voice he's the the scream is a, a shriek it's piercing it's awful it's just one of those like like creepy movie babies where you're just like right in a dumpster. No, thank you. You gently yeah. place them in the dumpster and you say, hey, you have a good life. Goodbye. The child actor did a good job in this oh, movie. he's fantastic. Much better actor than Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> he should have played Jesse Eisenberg's character. Yeah, I like how, you know, I Jesse Eisenberg just like kind of loses his mind pretty early on in the movie and just starts trying to dig a hole oh what, what kind of weirded me out i mean just a few things it was like like at the beginning of the movie before they even get the baby they like try to burn down the house and then they wake up and it's like right back 
Mm -hmm. I kind of thought that the hole was going to like refill itself at some point. But I guess the aliens didn't care that he was digging a hole. Why was there a body down there? Like that that was a little confusing to me too because it seems like it's like oh are there just bodies under <laughs> all of these houses they never tried to go into a different house which i definitely would have tried to do they couldn't all the other houses are locked they could have broken the door oh right you know what windows exist a window you're yeah, right something windows are made like, of glass and exist you're gonna try like one more house or something like yeah. i don't know that I just thought I thought that the the body being down there was just a little weird, but uh, yeah, it's kind of a foreshadow, but it's maybe a sloppy foreshadow because why would these aliens need to bury these people's bodies anyway? They they are clearly like fourth or fifth dimensional beings, yeah, who have like uh you know space time clearly is their bitch, uh, <laughs> and they can like you know, shift matter to the point where they can just snap a finger, rebuild a whole ass house. Right, and so that was a little weird to me. And then the way that they, I guess, kill people or, or like retire, or, uh, release people is how they say it, which is was a little cheesy, I thought, to be like, oh yeah, we meant release you from life, not, yeah. not from this place. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, they like put people into these, uh, like vacuum seal bags and just like suck the oxygen out of there and vac vacuum seal you up real good. But they did that to their own alien dude too. Mm -hmm. We don't really understand why he got all old all quick. Because at the beginning of the movie, Martin is like in his 30s or whatever. And then he's like an old old man, real old man at the at the end. Yeah, but you imagine it's been what, like six months maybe? It's yeah. It's not really, so. you know, implied how long it's been. I think they kind of leave that up in the air, which is fine. But I'm just going by Baby Martin's development from baby to like young child in th like three months time. Yeah. So maybe longer than that. Maybe like a year year or two but yeah so it's like, is it like that is that how that is that just what the aliens do like they're like okay i got born by somehow i got made and then i torture these people <laughs> until they go fucking crazy and i'm ready to go to work and then and then they have to work until they con somebody else into making another baby, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, I guess I'm done. I don't have to work anymore." I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> Time just, to get unborn. It would have been nice to just have something there because it, it, like, I really like the premise and I like the movie a lot. It just didn't have a lot of like gravitas on, like, due to like the lack of exposition to me. I can agree with that. I think maybe we're we're looking for too much, though. It was a. I think this movie was made because it's like this is a cool idea, <laughs> you know. Yeah, which is fine. It's just like there there's a lot there to work with, but it it was just like yeah, and uh, you know, fucking whatever. Think about it. <laughs> like it just leaves you with like like the just the predominant feeling I had afterwards was just like that was weird. I just watched something very weird. 
but nothing yeah. like profound or anything, you know, nothing that really made me, it didn't make me think about it any deeper than that, you know? Yeah. It was like, oh, that would be neat if there was a, a species in our galaxy who did something similar to what these birds, and then there's also insects and fish who do the same thing. Like it'd be super interesting if, if that happened, that is a neat premise. Um, but yeah, I just like I want more exposition. I want I wanted them to do, like try to investigate more. You know, I and like I, this goes into a question that I'm going to ask you, but yeah. I did see like there was like a thing that I was thinking about and I don't have it in my notes because it's it's malformed. Uh <laughs> it's a it's a it's a little ugly thought, but there was when he starts digging Tom his name's Tom yeah his name's Tom Tom and Gemma that's the couple so when we meet Tom and Gemma you know they they are a very cute married couple they're probably in like their mid to late 20s maybe early 30s they seem they're very comfortable with each other you know they're listening to listening to like reggae or northern soul in their car message to you yeah It's, it's their song they're very yeah and they're very like comfortable they're singing they're being goofy um, <clears throat> and then as things progress, like things start to get tense, but it's clear that they are like a, a happy, comfortable, secure partnership. And then like, as time goes on, like he just kind of like falls into this like stereotype almost of like distant dad who, uh, like really resents chill the children yeah in this weird way i think i pointed out when we were watching it too that he like lost his cool like pretty quick like especially with the uh immediately yeah like when they're trying to drive out and and he's like you know oh like let me try like let let me try driving and she's like let you like what do you fucking mean it's oh you want to go with the car he's like he's like let me have a go and it's like like (laughs) what are you six yeah Yeah. (laughs) Like, and then I think that kind of, I mean, obviously anyone would go fucking crazy in that scenario. I mean, like after, you know, having this alien child dropped on your doorstep or whatever, like that would drive anybody fucking crazy. I don't think I would have lasted a fucking year under those conditions. Nope, nope. Um, but yeah, he like kind of goes, and, oh, well, I'm going to go to work now and go dig this hole for no fucking reason basically and just like thinks that there's something down there like it seems like he's doing it just so he doesn't have to like be around Gemma or the kid he totally like puts the responsibility of the boy on Gemma by digging this hole and he says like this is a this is a thing that I can do because he's a he's a like groundskeeper arborist like it's yeah, literally all he can do <laughs> And and Gemma is a teacher. She's a grade school teacher. So she's, you know, she's got all this like early childhood development education and background, I'm sure. Uh, so it's just kind of like expected that she will take over. Also, you know, she's a woman and like yeah. woman love baby, I guess. She's also just much better at it. I mean, for what general, it's worth. You yeah. know, she seems like she's got a better head on her shoulders in general than than he does and she does try to figure baby martin out like she does like 
toward that like three four month mark she tries to like embrace trying to be like his like teacher slash like somewhat foster parent yeah. after tom like locks him <clears throat> in the car or whatever just and starve just... him yeah um which was definitely like i think a good halfway point for the movie it definitely added a little bit of like sad to it that they just that the the boy ends up just killing off Gemma at the end anyway even though she was kind of like doing everything that she could you know the absolute most yeah <laughs> uh and and Tom was like well I would help but I got this hole that I gotta keep working on and he's like getting really sick while he's digging it too, for whatever reason. I was gonna ask you about that. So the food is definitely poisoned. What made you think that the food was poisoned? She, so uh, the you know how Baby Martin can like mock their voices and he hears everything that they're saying. Well, one of the like arguments that they have that he is like m- parroting is her saying like the food here tastes weird and it makes me feel sick. Yeah, I see that. I mean, I think that that could go either way when, you know, if you're eating something tasteless, that, that would right, yeah. probably just, you would probably. But she's physically ill at the end. She is? Yeah. Like, they both look like fucking shit. And I, but I think he's sicker because he's been digging. Okay. Yeah. That's my, my theory with it is like the ground is poisoned, the food is poisoned and they're, you know, they just need them to be like spry for that first, you know, couple of years of development. And then once, once baby Martin starts going to his weird alien school and he learns how to use his throat testicles and all of that <laughs> stuff that we saw in the movie that I wish I could unsee. Um, <laughs> oh, then, yeah, yeah. then they don't need to be, because he starts going to school every day. I forgot all about that, the yeah. testicle thing. Like, <laughs> And so then he's like a, a, a teenager and then eventually a young adult. And so they just, he just, he's just like, yeah, fix me breakfast, bitch. Uh, <laughs> and then he presumably just like walks off somewhere with his alien notebook and goes and talks to a, a, a frog alien thing yeah. or something. I I don't know. Like, I guess that implies that maybe they're they're raising those aliens just to infiltrate society, while maybe they're take maybe like the boys taking orders from some alien that isn't a hybrid or doesn't look human. I guess that's implied a little bit. Yeah, because. What, I don't know. <laughs> we see him do his gross throat thing when she's like, "Oh, what did what did the teacher look like? Like, what did you what did the new person you met today look like?" She freaked out. I didn't think it was that freaky. I didn't think it was that bad. And be like, "You you asked like you literally asked for this." Like, yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> like, you wanted to know, and so just because you don't like what you know now, <laughs> you're gonna start screaming. Okay. But no, I, it's like you're already in a fucking bonker situation. <laughs> like, why is, why is this suddenly too much? Yeah. What what else? What what else is happening here? I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, There's like a little gender role. Like, you know, families suck sometimes. Like, like threads in there. But 
for the most part, it's just a really unfortunate situation. <laughs> these these two young people are trying to survive. Yeah. I wonder if we can find any, uh, like, director inside if we look really quick. Well, I've got my cellular phone right I've here. got my cellular laptop. That's not, that's not what they're called. Uh. <laughs> so I'm reading this interview with the director. And it's not answering any of the fucking questions. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, uh, I don't know. Let's talk about aliens, you know. What, what do you, what do you think about aliens? I think it would be preposterous to presume that we are the only intelligent beings in the universe and probably even the galaxy. Right. The issue is uh, the way light works, the way travel works, the way space do. Um, if there are beings of intelligence, as far as we know, it would be very hard for them to come here and communicate with us. I hate that theory. Um, <laughs> what, what's it called? There's a theory for that, or there's a name for that theory that I should know off the top of my head that I can't remember. That basically says if if there are aliens, they wouldn't be able to get here because it would take them too long. But that's like assuming that they would be using like fire for propulsion, I guess, which I think is also kind of silly. I think, although, here's the other thing. I think a lot of things, Dashiell. <laughs> I think that we are eventually going to figure out FTL travel. I don't think faster than light is totally impossible. I think, you know, like there are concepts like tesseracts and other things, you know, and there's even like ion propulsion. And, you know, like the idea of like, stasis technology and so you know maybe you know you could just take a, a long sleepy and then <laughs> you'll wake up in a new solar system um so like i just don't think that like the area 51 idea of aliens is super um real but i think that there is absolutely extraterrestrial life I just, I'm just not sure if they've been like fucking with us since the 50s or 40s, I guess. Because Area 51 was 48. Way before that, I would imagine. Are we going to get into ancient aliens? I mean, do we want to do this? I, don't, I mean, I'm down because <laughs> it's not like I believe that, like, hands down or anything, but I don't, I, I really don't think it's that crazy of an idea. You had, like, all sorts of like ancient civilizations that worshipped, you know, deities and shit. Those all could have been aliens. I don't know. Like, I think the alien ant farm theory isn't completely crazy. I mean, because what is the alien ant farm theory that like that like human life or like human genetics or whatever as we come to understand evolution was kind of like fostered with help from an outside source. Okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. I've never heard it put that way before. I love that name. 
Yeah, I mean, or just like alien ant farm kind of means like that they <laughs> that it 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 is the idea that that were that life on Earth was helped along by aliens or human life, you know. Um, which I don't know, like I that, that like. <laughs> It almost seems less crazy to me than, like, we evolved from single-cell organisms just randomly. Like, super fucking randomly. I don't know. Like, I don't... I wouldn't say randomly. We, 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 you, those beings, those little beasties, (laughs) acquired things as they needed them through natural selection. Yeah, but to say that, like, an asteroid hit the Earth and it knocked off a piece of fucking space mold and that's where we come from or whatever i think that's pretty fucking random oh so you're talking about panspermia in this one in this case sure yeah or just like however you know people or scientists people think i like panspermia i i could get down with panspermia i think more than i could get down with alien ant farm because i mean look at viruses like that's one of the biggest like things that we've been trying to figure out like where do you come from because you are not like anything else on this planet you're not bacteria bacteria makes sense bacteria definitely came from this little pool over here that we know about but like viruses like we're not sure if we can like even categorize them as life because they don't fit all of the (laughs) criteria like bacteria do so it's just like don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't believe in evolution. I know you believe in evolution. Believe we would not be on this podcast <laughs> if you didn't. I believe in evolution. But I, I do love the idea of like somebody, you know, just like somebody like came along, you know, like a billion years ago and was like, it's boring. Let's fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this uh, rock. <laughs> the more insidious. Let's put some monkeys on it. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> the The more insidious theories would go to lengths of saying that like humankind could be harvested for emotional or physical energy by like bad aliens or whatever which is a, was also not that crazy of a theory when you look at like human history and just how much suffering there is in the world there are like different ideas or theories that like there are uh like both good and bad aliens um different types of course um it's all like pretty fringy shit (laughs) but like i don't think it's that crazy i mean i'm probably crazy for thinking that but like i don't know like why like why close the mind off to that possibility i really am i know i keep mentioning astonishing legends over and oh fucking over and over again but they really did, I think they did themselves a service that a lot of people are going to fucking hate that listen to their show because they actually touched on reptilians in the last oh, episode. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Trigger warning. Yeah, because people hate that. People hate that idea because- I fucking hate that idea. Oh, yeah, because it's I... uncomfortable to think about. But like, if the universe is as fucking big as we say it is and it's supposed to be why couldn't like reptiles evolve into bipedal sentient life like we did as uh you know from descending from apes you know yeah like it would kind of it would make it, it doesn't like necessarily not make sense you know and now they're the royal family and that's why princess <laughs> diana had to die <laughs> 
we hey we are not getting into David Icke shit on this. <laughs> I spent too many years of my life listening to that blathering fuckhead. Oh yeah, <laughs> David, I- David Icke is a fuckhead, but it's not necessarily shit. just like those aren't like just his ideas, you know? No, you're right, but fuck, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I mean, I love the idea of extra dimensional beings, and I, I really think that other dimensions are where we're going to actually end up finding other sentient life, like non-human, non-Terran sentient life. Totally. You know, like, it seems to me that it's like, okay, we have these, these like, light speed barriers for right now, but what about dimensional barriers? Well, yeah, and it's like, whenever I'm fucking talking to people about shit like this or whatever. Or like Or ghosts. Yeah, ghosts, Mm -hmm. Bigfoot uh, type things, cryptids in general, shit like that. It's like, where do they go? It's like, well, I don't fucking know, but it seems like they have to come here for some reason. You know, maybe if, like, (laughs) it's fucking insane. Like, this is such a fucking weird conversation to try to have in, like, 10 minutes, but, like. (laughs) We have to solve it in 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I I believe in Bigfoot. I I think that's I think that it is a thing like it, it's a phenomena of some sort um, not saying that there's just one Bigfoot <laughs> and that's accountable for all fucking Bigfoot stories there's, or there's anything like that there's one yeti and that motherfucker gets around oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that motherfucker <laughs> but like I don't know there's so much evidence that like weird shit is happening so it's like and just weird shit happens to people all the fucking time most people don't want to talk about it because then you sound fucking crazy like i do right now you don't sound crazy you sound inquisitive and open <laughs> and i sound i sound like a like a dry shrieking harpy going <laughs> but science <laughs> uh, <laughs> well it's good to be skeptical see i'm not i'm kind of past the point where i'm really too skeptical anymore yeah, because it takes all the fun out of shit. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I, I genuinely at this point don't think there is a Bigfoot, but I want there to be a Bigfoot. <laughs> and Mothman, if you're out there, you're my boyfriend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Slenderman, also, if you exist, we're a thruple. Yeah. So. <laughs> Black eyed kids are a big one. Black eyed people. Oh, yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. It just, it adds so much flavor to the world. You know? Yeah. It's mis- it's mysterious and fun and mischievous even sometimes. Totally. And like, I I didn't really think that much about like the classic uh, like Bigfoot video that like everyone's seen. Mm. It's like 30 seconds long. You know, the Patterson-Gimlin film. The Zabruder film of cryptids. Yeah. yeah. Until I listened to Scott and Forrest talk about it on AL for like 16 hours. But it's the it, boys can talk. It's yeah. crazy. Like, like you don't think that you could talk about a 30 second piece of film for that long, but it is the most scrutinized piece of film in history. Like people have been trying to debunk that like to this day. Um, And there's just endless amounts of research and digging you can do on that because it's, it's I I think it's legit, you know. 
So there, that's where I stand. Yeah. Aliens are real. Mothman's my boyfriend. Yeah. And in Bigfoot, you're listening to this. You're my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do some hood shit and <laughs> scare some hikers. Bigfoot's our ride or die. Yeah. Do you know the sax squatch? Yes. I love him. God, I love him so much. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Fuck, we got anything else? I just made myself sound like a fucking lunatic for like 15 minutes. <laughs> okay, I got questions. I got questions for you. Okay. What do you think the point of the Vivarium Project is? Eventual planetary takeover? Just fucking with us because they can? Um... I don't know. I mean, probably some sort of just like low key getting their foot in the the door of humanity or like alien uh, hybrid breeding experiment to see how well they can get in. I mean, they don't understand like human emotions very well. It definitely seems like so maybe they're just trying to learn. I like that. I like that idea that it's not necessarily like a large scale plan. This is like a this is like a, a pop up shop. Yeah. Uh, this is a like a, a very beginning, like beta testy first step. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I like that. Because <laughs> it seems like if you had that kind of power, you know, you could use it in much more destructive fashion or, you know, like much more controlling way um, than kind of just like, haha, we've tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> Now you gotta raise our creepy baby. Yeah. Um, why what do you think? I I feel like it's it's like you said, it's like a beta test. I think that's the best theory. Cause at first I was like, oh well this is a cool movie with a cool premise and they didn't really think all the the loose ends through. But no. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Alright, next question. How would you have tried to escape? I would have thrown myself off the roof and broken my own neck. Oh, suicide. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. How soon do you think you would have done that? Uh, Probably by that 100-day mark of having the child. I don't think I would have lasted much longer than that. Because that kid is fucking creepy. Oh, boy. Just wanted to yeet him into that Teletubby son. He's so creepy. Yeah. I guess it depend would depend on who I was with and how the vibes were going, but I think that, like, fucking anybody would go crazy in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, no hate, honestly, to Tom for just going into dig mode because <laughs> what else are you going to do? That kid's awful. Uh, what about you? I have no idea because <laughs> they, they, they tried so much. Like, even with the digging, it's like, well, maybe I could dig a tunnel out. Okay, well, you know, like, they, they ran all the fuck over that place. I I think Gemma had the best idea with trying to follow um, baby Martin as he, when he got older, like, trying to follow him to his, you know, um, alien school. Yeah, but wherever he was going. Yeah, wherever the fuck, whatever the fuck he was doing with his fucking throat testes and nasty voice uh and uh but yeah there, there's like there's nothing for it you're clearly in a pocket dimension like can't go anywhere or do anything yeah 
She tried everything except for lifting up the sidewalk. Maybe she should have just done that. Yeah. Why didn't you think about, you know, lifting up cement like a rug? <laughs> Idiot. Uh, and then my last question is... Would you have raised that baby or yeeted it into the Teletubbies ass son? <laughs> That's how it was written. I probably would have tried to raise the baby at first, but then when learning how fucking weird as fuck it is, I probably wouldn't have made it, like I said, past that 100 day mark. I would have done my best. If it was like a normal baby, you know, like, fine. But yeah, obviously, it was there was nothing normal about it. I would I would have raised it. I would have tried to teach it like empathy and stuff. <laughs> I would have tried. I would have tried really hard. I think uh, to like show it that I was a like I'm an entity that like thinks and feels. It wouldn't have worked. <laughs> it would have been futile, yeah. and I would have felt. Real dumb getting zipped up in that body bag, but I would I like I know myself well enough that I know I would have tried, it and like really tried and like tr tried to like humanize it so that I could escape. That would have been my my trying to escape. Actually, would have been huh. trying to get the kid on my side. I like, like that. What if moms don't have to die though? What if moms can just chill with you? I I would have liked a little bit more of the the timeline there like how it just skipped 100 days or whatever like yeah. because it would have been nice to see how they got to the point of like going from newborn baby to fuck you you little freak yeah <laughs> i would have loved a, even just like a 10 minute montage of him going from you know like cute baby to then like maybe a little disconcerting toddler <laughs> to terrifying child yeah yeah agreed um yeah, fuck. <laughs> His scream. That scream. Good on you for like wanting to watch this movie again because I don't plan on watching this movie. Again. I liked it a lot. I liked it I a liked whole, it whole lot. Too. When I just saw it the first time. Like for like a fucking weird movie, it's just like I got it. I get it. <laughs> I I <laughs> Yeah, I see you. Yeah, thank you for watching this movie with me. Oh, thank you. Uh, what did you think the most extra thing in this movie was? The little boy scream. Yeah. The scream. I couldn't. <laughs> I could never. Maybe I'll cut a little bit of that in. <laughs> like, I helped raise my sister from, like, when I was, like, 13 years old on. And I am totally, like, I love kids. I love babies. I I see them as little humans, and when they freak out, I'm not like, "Oh, shut that kid up!" But mm -hmm. that child's scream, the way they like pitched it and modulated it, oh, no maternal instincts come through with that. It's all just like smother it, smother it, smother it, smother it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> creepy kids, man. They're always the most extra part of anything for me. So yeah, yeah, same for me. It was when uh, when she was slipping through the sidewalk or whatever and she slides through the one room where the couple there's a couple and they're banging and the and their and their little kid is just like in the corner just golf clap, clapping clap, yeah golf clapping compulsively it's like you know you know they're they're over it they don't fucking care 
<laughs> I'm ready to die now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. That's a nice little touch. It's like we literally can't get rid of him. Let's just give him something to do while he watches us bang. Right. <laughs> and why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we did it. <laughs> yeah. We analyzed this one. movie. Yeah. We talked about aliens. Yeah. We talked about. Raising an alien baby and the <laughs> inherent gender gender roles that you fall into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if there's anyone I would want to raise an alien baby with, it'd be you, Tyler. Really? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I think I could make it just uh, that much longer. <laughs> <laughs> if I was there to, to, to flip that baby off with you <laughs> every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> dancing. We're good at this. I dance to our theme song whenever it's on, by the way. Yeah. That's how much I love Cutman. If uh, you haven't seen Vivarium, um, watch it. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good movie. Uh, what do I say now? I say it. <laughs> hey, if you liked this... You should, uh, you should subscribe. Follow us on Spotify. Um, rate and review us on Apple, iPod, Tunes, all that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> anywhere, any podcatcher that you have the chance to like give us a rate and a review, do that. Um, if you want to hear us talk about a movie, if you want to hear us talk about something else, if you're like, wow, these guys suck. To send us an email at movietimeextra at gmail.com and we will get that and we will read it and we will do with it while we will. Yes, it will be open in one of my 50 tabs open I have on my laptop you have right now. legitimately a dozen tabs and it is bothering me. Oh, it's bothering me too, but I need them all. I organize for a living and I hate this. <laughs> As always, our banging ass theme song is by DJ Cutman. And what are we watching next week, Tom? Good night, mommy. Good night, mommy. Oh man, it's gonna be a fucking weird one, I already know. Well, we'll see you next time. Stay tasty, folks. Bye bye. Bye bye.